Hello, everybody. It's Michael Martin. Happy Monday. Hope you're off to a good start to your week, wherever you are. Appreciate you being here. Got a nice email from a gentleman named Mark, who uh, wrote in, asked questions. I figured there's there's a lot to say as you're gonna as you're gonna hear, and I figured, you know, oftentimes when one person has a question, especially in the classroom, many other people are kind of thinking it. So I thought I would. That might be the case here. His question was, what are some valid approaches for a trader trading only one instrument? Well, first of all, thank you for writing in, Mark. Um, I would advise against trading one instrument. Um, and the reason is, is I have to play detective here. I'm guessing when folks are trading only one instrument, it kind of tells me that their accounts are probably too small or they don't have enough money to think of more of a, a wider process that could fit over any number of instruments, right? Because the, the ethos here at this show is to find a system with which you're compatible. It's not to find a single instrument. There's just a lot of pitfalls that I see happening when you try to focus on one thing, like the SPY or the E-mini or who knows what it could be. You end up trying to look for stuff when there's nothing there. And that can that can start a whole host of bad habits. So, again, for every different shape and size out there, you have to figure out what's best for you. So, I don't want to start by listing a full amount of, say, all these straw man arguments, right? But I just don't have enough information to, to know what, what's best for you at this point. Are you just starting out? If you're just starting out, then sure, it makes sense to learn and watch the tape. But I'm not a big intraday trader. Now, I say that in the face of a market where short-term traders are do, happen to be doing probably very well, those of them that know what they're doing. But that's not always the case. And I've said before, and I won't backtrack from what I said, and that is I think people should learn how to make money over longer periods of time because it's easier. Um, time will hear, heal more wounds than if you're trying to get in and trade size on a short shorter period of time. You are subject to much more randomness of price, right? Shorter term data like tick data is most random. Monthly charts would be the less random data. Now, randomness is everywhere anyway, but if you're just starting out, you want to skew the odds in your favor to the extent that you can. And what happens is, and I've seen this before, is that if you're looking at a daily chart with just this one instrument called it the E-mini, or the dollar euro, any of the big daddy ones that always get the headlines, I would shy away from those. That would be dollar euro, that would be maybe gold, e-mini, S&P, crude oil. You know, anything that any person with no particular financial experience is going to write an article on and then put that in the headline. There's like four or five of the ones that typically will catch the majority of, you know, speculator activity. Of course, in the future space, if you're looking at stocks, you know, you had any number of them over the years. You had Kramer's Four Horsemen, which included BlackBerry. And then you have now the Fangs. I think it just creates, that's the infotainment part of the business that I speak about. Um, because I don't believe necessarily that it's a theme. Anyway, um, so if you don't see something in the daily chart, You'll be like, well, maybe then I just have to look at a lower time frame. So then you start looking at two-hour bars, 30-minute bars. 
And now you're all over the place because what you're really saying in all that activity is that you don't have a process. But for whatever reason, you want to focus on one instrument, maybe because you see volatility. But as I've said before, and I'll say it again, volatility without a plan is not opportunity. So that's why I wouldn't do this. So when you say, what are some of the valid approaches for a trader trading one instrument? The answer to that is wrong logic. It's don't do it. At least that's my opinion. Um, because again, you, you bring too much bias to the table. I think anyone would in that you, um, you're trying to look for opportunity and it's too difficult. I think if a, if a person worked at a professional trading desk, there would be several people who would be know when to sell calls. There'd be several people to know when to sell other vol crush strategies. Then you'll have your breakout folks. Then you'll have your swing trading folks. They all might be trading the same instrument, but with different tactics. I think it's very difficult for you to become an expert at five different strategies if you don't have one mastered. It's awfully hard to do. Um, and even the best people like Paul Tudor Jones, they didn't get there overnight. It takes a long time to be able to understand all the different moving parts. And it comes from the doing. It's not from taking some $97 class or watching a bunch of free videos on YouTube. It only comes from you doing it, putting the risk on, and feeling the burn of what it's like to manage real money. Now, if you've been doing this for 20 years and you've just decided to narrow things down, I would say just take some time off from the market, <clears throat> excuse me, and get your head together and then come back and have a much more pluralistic way of looking at stuff. Otherwise, the next thing you, you bring on and you invite into your world is opportunity cost. There were, you know, people sitting around waiting for the gold market to move. And in the meantime, there were other instruments that were moving 20, 30, 40%. And if that happens, you know, you miss out. We call that opportunity cost. What are you forsaking in one instrument because you're focused on another one? You see? So I just see the single vehicle tactic as being very difficult. Now, if you're working for 0.72 or you were at Bear Stearns prop trading desk, you might have had a very narrow list of things to do and to make money on. That's a different ball of wax. I don't have a sense that that's the case here. But ultimately, you want to have a system with which you're compatible, and that system should be robust enough for you to see positive expected value for the same approach that you would follow on any given day. So that would be my advice, is to think across. I'd rather see you try to trade one or two or three different chart patterns across many, many instruments than to try to focus on one instrument meaning one ticker. That's what I think when you say one instrument. Maybe you mean foreign exchange as one instrument. That could be true. I would call that an asset class, though, or futures and commodities and equities. Those would all be asset, even options, you know, different asset classes. So when you say one instrument, I presume you mean ticker. And I would just avoid trying to trade one ticker because then you can kind of become obsessed. And then you start looking at stuff. And if you don't have the plan... Um, you might start looking for things, watching everyone else make money. You have fear of missing out. You might end up putting on suboptimal trades just because you see things moving. So I would really start with the plan first more than I would start with the instrument. You have to be promiscuous. You can't be loyal. These aren't people that you're going to marry and you have to, you know, for better or for worse. You have to be a cheating, lying, horrible spouse in that regard. 
And the minute they betray you, i.e., if they go down when you're long, then it has to trade, it has to go. So I don't, I don't know that you're going to do yourself any favors by focusing on one instrument. Um, just because there's too many other blind spots that you leave yourself open to that I think we're going to end up causing you, or a normal person anyway, um, duress or, or frustration. Because when things don't work out, you can, you know, you find yourself in a spot. We talked about this on the show a while back when, when, a, when a chart pattern is, is going sideways and channeling. Tesla ran up to 900, traded back down to 8 and kind of created a channel. And so when you're long, the only way you make money is if the thing goes up. If it goes sideways, you have certainly opportunity cost. And if it goes against you, you're actually losing capital. And so when the market goes sideways, you have indecision. And you don't want to be in love or be in a relationship with somebody like Tesla and be committed, i.e. long, when the stock is going up and down in a sideways manner. Because then you're emotionally invested, but the rest of the crowd uh, is kind of checked out with neither buyer nor seller in control. And when you look at that and turn it into and personify it, you can see from a relationship standpoint, it would be a tough spot to be in where you have a mad crush on somebody, but this instrument itself, the object of your affection is indifferent. It's hard to make a market there. Hard to connect, hard to hook up, hard to do whatever it is that people do anymore in that regard. And so I guess the point is, is that what happens if the instrument that you're focused on goes into a six-month trading channel, right? You're not buying support and selling resistance. There's no money to be made in those, in those channels, right? You want to be long above resistance and short below support or certainly not long. So again, I'm kind of giving you this or speaking to you from my experience. There's other people who would look at everything on this show and say, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about, meaning me, not you. And that's the way it goes when you're in the public domain. You have every asshole in the world has to chime in when they don't even know what they're talking about. But I digress. I guess in uh, anyone's valid approach works for them. I support that. I just think not knowing all the information of where things are. You might be more considered about what you're missing out on or how you might eventually become emotionally invested in outcomes that you're powerless over when you don't in fact have the process. I would focus on process first because if you focus on a good process that has positive expected value and you, and you play that process over many, many instruments, I think you open yourself up to a greater um, level of success, greater probability of success by staying a little bit more flexible and, um, you know, diversifying your book that way. I'm not saying diversify your capital, but think about it like waves coming in, right? When you think about trends, if you can, the trends have kind of stalled again in this market, but that's not always the case. So again, I don't want to try to say, Let's look at all this short-term volatility as opportunity because if you're not trained, it's not. You can't say to yourself that you should have been short, you know, 
Tesla this week when it was off 50 bucks. Because if you're not a short seller and you don't do that regularly, it's not the missed opportunity that you think it is. Because you wouldn't have been in the trade otherwise. You know, and again, I'm not trying to put in these straw man arguments. I just don't know enough of the inst of the information of what you're dealing with. And I don't, to be honest, I don't really need much more because the point here is to just spell out a few things more than to try to take you under my wing, which I don't want to do. Um, I just want to give you the advice here so that you can kind of figure it out for yourself, which is always the best way to do it. Because we're all shaped by our environments and our approaches and the things that we've learned from the people that are important to us it starts usually with our family and our nuclear family and then what we learn and all that kind of stuff. And so experience will be your best guide. But if you do start and you want to focus on one instrument, then I would not be all over the place and say, okay, well, this would be a good time to sell calls. This is another time to buy puts. Here's another time to start doing broken wing option strategies. Here's the time to go buying long because those are all very, very different processes from one another. And it takes, in my, in my professional opinion, it will take months to years of experience to master any one of them. So to try to be several different traders at the same time on one instrument is, um, I think it's going to be uh, difficult to pull off. But having said all that, only you know what's best for you, and I'm not a financial advisor giving people financial advice. So if you feel that you have or that you're on to something, the best way to learn from this situation is to go start putting money at risk. Because that's when you know you really start to see the system. Eighty percent of what you're gonna do is about emotional intelligence and trading psychology. Uh, the how-to part is not terribly difficult. So you can imagine when you're sitting there looking for different trading tactics, that's the intellectual. You're missing on four times much more important stuff in my mind's eye in terms of the trading psychology and the emotional intelligence that you need to have about yourself when it comes to managing risk. You don't get that until you start risking real capital because otherwise it's just a column in a row in a spreadsheet and it doesn't have any particular uh, polarity or emotional impact because it's just a number. But when you start putting your own capital at work and you realize that randomness, bad timing, bad luck, bad process can all cost you money, which is hard enough to get in the beginning anyway, you know, you find yourself working hard but not getting results. Then you get disgruntled, then you get frustrated, and then I don't know you well enough, I don't even know you at all. So how a person reacts to that? How do they take responsibility for their actions? You know, um, so that's it. Um, I think diversification is important for sure in that cash is a position. Um, this is the next part of your question. So if you if you don't know your position sizing, that can get you really, really crazy results. So sooner in sooner or later before you start putting capital to work, you probably want to think about what is the most that you're willing to lose on any one particular trade. And if you don't have a particular strategy, can you take 40 losses in a row 
with that trading size and still be okay emotionally with it, just realizing that your initial grub stake is your tuition. There's really no other way to look at it. Right? Because even if you're going to follow some well-known people who have, you know, systems and otherwise that they're marketing, it still takes a long time for you to break in a new pair of shoes. And who's to say that, that you're going to be compatible with that? I know people who are very well-known traders that have tried to trade people and show them exactly who, you know, who they are and what they do. And the folks couldn't follow the rules because they just weren't compatible. They didn't get it. Or they wanted to focus on the intellectual because the intellectual part didn't feel good. So they couldn't execute it because they didn't like putting themselves in a spot where they were emotionally uncomfortable day after day after day. So they abandoned it, even though it had positive expected value. So I'm always cautious to say, sure, there's some great people out there. Most of them I know, some of who I know at least by name. But, you know, that doesn't indicate anything about success that you could learn from that and apply it and put it on. Because even if they do and then they report their success, all you're seeing are the survivors. So it's just like looking for stocks like Bank Boston, First Tennessee, Bear Stearns, Enron. You're not going to see those tickers, all right? So you have to be able to see where did it go wrong for the folks, right? Why didn't it work? Most of the time, it's because they're not compatible with the rules. It doesn't feel good, or they have a different approach to things, so that there's no good overlap there. And it's not to say that either are wrong or that the person's an idiot, or that the teacher isn't bona fide and legit. It's just the same reason why if you introduce two really good-looking people together, and they, you set them up on a blind date, and then you ask them Monday how things went, and they're like, eh, why was that? It's because there's probably no chemistry, right? So you need to have that kind of chemistry with what you're doing, right? And I would avoid trying to fall in love or have chemistry with one instrument. I don't know that in this day and age, there's so much opportunity out there for you to try to say, I'm going to become an expert in crude oil. I guess you can do it. But for that type of a market, you know, it's going to take you five or 10 years. You know, you can learn about the stuff that you're going through right now. But that's not going to help you when you look at the history of trading crude oil, for example. A short little window, even of three, three to six months of really great success in crude oil this time doesn't really help you with all the historical things that will have gone on in that market that have already gone past. It's only what you can live through. So I don't look at any of that as like I'm onto something here. I'm always very suspicious of any level of success, whether it's for a certain person or for myself. Because there's so many different moving parts and there's so many blind spots and there's so many answers to these endless loop why questions that it's impossible to really know the data or the reason why in the moment. I've been around for 30 years and I'm saying that. So if you're newer and starting out, even if you have two or three years experience, um, you know, there's still a lot more to learn from an experiential standpoint. A lot more things you have to go through in terms of market cycles and uh, including, you know, the good positive upside surprises, those black swans, as well as, you know, the big corrections or the bad news or auditors resigning from the stocks that you're in or other types of things that can destabilize you. So I would, I would think of this as like an un, the first two years of an undergraduate degree 
It's like you're going to take a lot of courses that you that they say is part of the core requirement that you have to take. You might not be interested in any single one of those courses, but they make you well-rounded. And so likewise, I would think more about process just to kind of conclude things here. I would think more of about finding a valid process that you can repeat because the results then become a function of that system, of those of that process, those decisions. And the more you can automate the computer to do the, the hard, heavy lifting for you, you take as much of your own bias out as you possibly can. I think it's impossible to take out all the bias, especially since you're ultimately programming the computer, but you can, you can help yourself avoid any shooting from the hip style trading that you might do intraday because you feel like the market's you know, going one way or the other. So there's a very long-winded answer. It's obviously too much to type out, but I think the key here is that there were lots of blind spots that you might open yourself up to by focusing on one thing or one instrument. And uh, you might be better off thinking about one process that you can apply to the same asset class, i.e. long stocks, long or short futures. Uh, obviously, you have to figure out what is appropriate for you given your financial condition that's not something i get into you have to figure that out for yourself i don't give out that type of advice and only you would know if that's even appropriate for you so anyway i hope that helps thanks for listening if you'd like a free copy of the audiobook version of the inner voice of trading you can get it at martin chronicle for free help yourself thank you for being here and i'll see you tomorrow